0: Hey, hey, good people! It is your friend Rashawn Ali. I hope you're having a fabulous day. Welcome to another edition of the Cool Soror podcast. Today, we are joined by Kia Johnson. She is a cool soror of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Incorporated. And speaking of which, y'all, I gotta give myself a little pat on the back. I was just named Soror of the Year in my chapter here in the Atlanta, here in the ATL, the Pi Alpha Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I was voted on by my chapter for um, SOAR of the year for 2017, so I was like amazingly shocked and so very grateful and thankful to be recognized for servitude. I think that's what this life is all about, serving others. My best friend was there, my bestie boo, a lot of my closest sorors, and my mom, who's not in my chapter, She's a charter member of the Decatur chapter, Lambda, Epsilon, Omega, but they surprised me and she was there totally taken aback. So just grateful and thankful. And hopefully if you are in a sorority and or fraternity and you're listening and you're not active right now or you're just on hiatus, make sure you are doing what you need to do in honor of our founders and your founders, because that's what they would want us to do is to serve. So I feel amazingly great that I was honored for um, my service so I love it I love it I love it so today we are joined by a cool sort of Alpha Kappa Alpha as I mentioned she actually was a contestant on the voice and American Idol But she talks about her journey to even get to that place and where she is following those competitions. Really, really uh, fun and intriguing conversation. And it also speaks to what adults tell children at a young age that they carry with them uh, for a very long time. Some throughout the rest of our lives, uh, but for her, about 10 years. But it could have shaped who she was. And she'll talk all about that. Here is the gift of song. With Kia Johnson. Enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. I'm an hey y'all. I am a cool soror of.
1: What's up y'all? I'm a cool soror
0: of.
1: Hi, I am a cool soror of.
0: Podcast hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. It is another edition of the Cool Sore Podcast, and happy to have a superstar on the line with us today via <laughs> Skype. Kia Johnson joins us. And Kia, you are a cool sore of I am a cool sore of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. How are How... you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing very, very well. Singer, performer. You are you are a gift to God's great earth.
1: Oh, I would thank have to say
0: you. you're so welcome, and you are. But you are a military brat <laughs> uh, who, who finally settled in 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 Memphis. I guess you call that that your that home. But how did uh, being a military brat shape you as a woman?
1: Oh my goodness, that is such a great question, and and I wear that military brat uh, with with honor. With pride, you know, it kind of shaped me in so many different ways. Um, For one, I got to see the world growing up, you know, my world wasn't just uh, a small piece of the earth, but I literally got to see um, all of this great country and then even lived overseas in Japan for some years. And I actually remember that process. So, I mean, being a military brat made my world big. Uh, So I had big dreams, (laughs) you know, Uh, because of what I had seen. And then I grew up with some pride. My my father actually was an officer in the military, which I don't know if a lot of people know, but not a lot of black men get right. to be an officer, right. in, you know, in the military. Um, so we got to be in general houses and we got to host dinners and teas, and you know, just kind of what I saw just opened up my mind to the possibilities of life. Um, but music was the only constant. I mm-hmm. literally went to nine schools in twelve years. So my that, goodness. Yeah, you no, know, it's a little bit, little bit. Um, but. I learned how to adapt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I learned how to kind of grow as a person to connect with people, to have empathy. Uh, you know, we just kind of always, the military brats always kind of found each other, you know, each other. And it, it's made me where there's, I don't feel like I meet a stranger. I can always find something in common with (laughs) anyone that I meet, you know, um, with, with the life that I led. And then, just music, I guess it's it's my longest relationship. It's the mm-hmm. one thing that never left me. It never failed me, and so yeah, it, it shaped me in almost every aspect of my
0: life. <laughs> right? Is there any t- town or any stop that uh, you would say changed you as a as a young person and eventually a woman?
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, when we lived in Japan, um, I was a part. That's kind of when I started to really get this music bug, right? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little little kid. <laughs> young Kia and my parents were a part of the gospel choir there and we every year we did this gospel wide concert where we would go out into the community and do this big concert and it would be thousands of Japanese that would come to hear this concert right so I wanted to audition and they were like oh poor little Kia she's sweet you know we asked them if she can audition and I auditioned and the director which was actually James Bignon back in you know I won't say the, the, the <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Back in that day, he was the man, right? And uh, he said, you know what? She's got an anointing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put her on the main stage. And we did that concert. And when I tell you, Rashawn, these people didn't speak English at all, right? And they could feel what we were singing, what, what I was doing. And I said, I have to be a part of that. Music transcends race, language, culture, gender. I mean, it transcends all of that. And I knew at that age, you know, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I had to do.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you, when did you know like you had the singing gift even prior to that? Well,
1: you know, I don't know that I knew I had the singing gift because honestly, so I would sing songs. Right. And then I would get. um kind of upset because nobody would respond. They wouldn't clap. And so I would ask my parents, like, you know, what's, what's wrong? You know, yeah, why aren't yeah. people, you know, clapping? And my dad would tell me, Kia, they're feeling. So they're not responding because they're feeling, you're giving them something to feel. Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit, you know, as a, as a kid, I didn't really understand that when you enjoy something, you clap, you right, know, I thought right. enjoy me. But as I got older, I started to understand they're experiencing something. And to me, that's more powerful than just clapping because something made you feel good, you know? Um, so yeah, it kind of was a long process. I don't know that one day I woke up and was like, Oh yeah, I've got a gift. You know, it it wasn't that it was just over time realizing, okay,
0: that's what it is. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. So, um, you you come well, obviously you you come back to the states and, and and you're trying to settle in and then you decide to go to Arkansas State University. What made you choose Arkansas State?
1: Yes, so Arkansas State University. Ironically, uh my parents were alumni from there. It was the only college in the country I could get in state tuition for number okay, one. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's a big deal, right? <laughs> But I always knew that I wanted to major in radio, television, broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, it was the top, like the number one school in the nation for that program. So I had the big, the big plan, right? I was going to be a radio, radio personality, you know, slide
0: my CDs across the table to different
1: (laughs) artists. Yeah, Right, right,
0: right. You had the plan.
1: (laughs) Had the plan, right? But when I got out of college, just quite didn't work that way. Everything went to syndication um, and people don't realize that. But local uh, DJ, well, you probably, you know, remember that time period, but local DJs kind of lost their jobs Mm -hmm. and it went to syndication. Oh, I've been a victim of that twice. Okay. So, you know, as someone coming out of school, I didn't have anywhere to go. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I had this plan and now I don't, you know? So anyway, I had to start over and kind of think about, okay, what do I want to do? You know, how can I, how can I get into that. Mm-hmm. Um but being at Arkansas State, you know, that's when I pledged, you know, um Alpha Kappa Alpha and that's when I grew into the woman I definitely am today. I you know I had some issues growing up with colorism, um, mm-hmm. growing up on the East Coast. And you know, I don't know well, I'm sure other women can identify with that. Let me not even tell that lie. I know other women can identify with that. Right. And from my perspective on the East Coast, um, you know, all I saw were, you know, uh fair skin women that were AKAs right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I had a draw to to that sorority from jump but I didn't see anybody that looked like me from my perspective you right. know where I grew up but when I went to Arkansas state I saw these beautiful women of all shades chocolate women fair women and they were AKAs and I'm like oh my gosh you know I can do this and then going through that process oh my gosh and I'm old school so we went through a process right 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 um, but it was a beautiful process and I fell in love with with my complexion and and that transitioned me and music was kind of the catalyst of all of that. You yeah. Know, involved in and in finding out who I am.
0: Yeah. Wow. We usually get into that part of the um, conversation a little bit later on, but I want to um, delve into that a little bit more. Uh, you became uh, Miss Arkansas State University. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And did you do that prior to becoming an AKA or did you do it after? Tell me about that process. And then you 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 made history. You were only the third? Yes, ma'am.
1: Yeah, only yeah. The third. It's such an interesting story to Ashine. Um so for me I didn't get financial aid, right? I didn't qualify for assistance for for school. And I wasn't a genius, so I didn't have a full ride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I only entered the pageant because I knew I could kind of sing and I knew they had a talent portion. So I was like, well- I could win the teleportation, get some scholarship money. You know, this would be cool. I had no desire necessarily to win. That's how I know it was God. I wasn't prepared. I had on the wrong stuff. Those girls didn't tell me that I wasn't supposed to have on um, tights under my bathing suit. You know, my hair wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Like, I was all wrong, technically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And through the interview process, through the performance process, through me just being who I am... The judges felt that I represented the school and I was, yeah, I was crowned. And it was so crazy when I was crowned, the whole auditorium cleared out the entire auditorium, all the other girls. Nobody stayed around to take pictures with me. The only people that were there were my family and my sororers. What? Yes, ma'am. I will never, ever forget that. And I was just kind of in a whirlwind. because Again, I wouldn't I didn't think I was going to win. You know, was yeah. possible. So taking in that I just won and then looking out. And everybody clearing out again, you know, um, it brought up a lot of mixed emotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I had to go through the process of now going to the Miss Arkansas pageant, which I don't know if you know, but uh, Arkansas was a little different. You know, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) So going to the Miss Arkansas pageant, and again, here I am, the darkest thing in the room, um, it was intimidating because I wasn't groomed per se to be in the pageant life, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just showing up, I'm trying to make friends, and they're looking at me like, oh my gosh, she's so not us, you know? Yeah. Um. But by the end of that process, I got the only award that all the other girls vote for. So every night we had competitions, you know, your swimsuit competition, your interview competition, your, you know, this, that, the other, the talents. The only award that all the other girls voted for was Miss Congeniality. And I ended up getting that award, which to me was so authentic. It yeah. was so real. And I took it as the biggest honor of all because we spent the most time with each other. The judges only saw us a couple of hours a night, right? Mm-hmm. But for the people that I spent the most time with to say, you know what? We had you pegged wrong. You're real. We appreciate you, and we want to honor you. It was a great honor. So that's kind of how all of that happened, and I just kind of fell into it um, un- unintentionally.
0: Right. Wow. That's beautiful. That that whole story is beautiful. What do you think that you were able to uh, show other people during that process to make them better?
1: Oh wow. That that's a great question because I I don't ever think about it as I'm making people better. I think about it as I'm just, I'm giving you something authentic because in this world that we live in, we cover up so much of who we really are, you know, with makeup, with hair, with degrees, with, you know, the perfectly coiffed stories. But I just was who I am and I appeal to their heart. You know, if somebody was walking through a door, I'd hold the door open for them too. Yeah, I'm a girl, but it's like, you got your hands full. Let me just, let me just show you, you know. Genuine humanness, I guess you could say. Um, So I I don't, I don't think that I made them better. I just made them look at themselves and ask the question: Why am I covering so much up? Mm -hmm. You know, why I don't have to be like that? I can kind of let some of those walls down, Um, and it was refreshing because everybody else was so covered up, literally and figuratively. You know, it was a competition. You know, everybody wanted to win (laughs) except me. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, gosh. But it was it was huge because, you know, coming from someone who didn't believe I was pretty per se growing up, didn't believe that I was smart per se growing up because of what, you know, that's a whole nother story, but because of what I was told by an adult that I respected when I was young, you know, to then get to this place where we all grow up looking at princesses and Barbies and, you know, uh, Disney. And, and then I felt like I was a real live princess, you know, mm-hmm. to see these little girls doesn't matter where they came from, you are a little princess to them, and they were inspired, and that was just an incredible experience. And I just was a different one because I would hug them and I would laugh with them, and I'd sit on the floor in a dress, you know, right. that Wasn't that was kind of you know uncouth to do that? Um, so that was a great experience, and I just think people identify with she's okay being unlike us, you know, right?
0: right. I, I do want to go back to that, that's another story that person. <laughs> who told you that because i because even in the first 10 minutes of this conversation you brought up colorism you brought up not feeling you know not feeling adequate um what did that person tell you and and when did you stop believing what they said
1: wow um so that takes us back across the water to japan i was uh in school and uh second grade and you know I just I love to help people. So a young girl came into class. She I don't know where she was, but she didn't know where we were in the lesson. I turned around to let her know where we were, and the teacher thought that I was cheating, that I was copying off of her page. So she takes me out in the hallway and she says, "Look, you'll never be anything but an ugly bad girl that has to cheat to get ahead in life. You know, you're not smart." And it just it stunned me and it stuck me. I got stuck because she's a teacher, yeah. you know. And- teacher said it, it must be true. I never told my parents about it. Well, I I didn't tell them for almost 10 years until I was a senior in high school. But that narrative played over and over and over again in my head. All of my you know, all of my college, I'm sorry, all of my young, you know, career. So that's nine schools in 12 years. And this narrative playing in my head that I'm not smart. I'm not pretty, you know, I'm not going to be successful. But then when I got to my senior year, um, I had been performing. Here's music again. I was a part of an elite uh, performing choir in a school and we got to travel. We went to DC. We got to travel and perform um, at some very prestigious places. And I realized, wait a minute. No, there's a lot more to me than this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm, I was a B average wasn't genius, but I was a B average student. So I'm not dumb. So that's a lie. And I just kind of took that on my back and actually was in an MLK competition an oratorical competition. And I won um, by by letting people know who I was and that this teacher that told me that in the second grade was a lie. Mm. And I'm much more than that. Um, So, yeah, that came from second grade. But that was a long time to kind of keep you know, with me.
0: My goodness, my goodness. Well, I'm I'm glad that you have become the woman that you have become. But my goodness, that took it took so long and it took so much away from you. It did. Yeah.
1: It did. But then we don't we don't know to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, And my parents felt upset that I didn't share with them. But that was a learning opportunity for both of us, you know, because I didn't allow them to show up for me. Yeah. So that was- you know what I mean? I didn't allow them to come save me, um. And I said I would never do that again. Yeah. Um. So I've, I've definitely grown a lot, and you know, everything bad isn't really bad, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, honey, I go back and pop that head upside her head. <laughs> that's what she needed. You know, that's just unfair because you don't know how you shape a child's life by what you Absolutely. say. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I I have to be careful with my own daughters, like making sure I'm not, you know, not saying anything or putting or placing things on them that don't need to be placed on them at this age. Right,
1: right. You're so impressionable at that second to fourth grade age. I mean, yeah, she was an authority figure. And I liked it. You know, I thought she was a great teacher, actually, you know. So it was... Heartbreaking, but it was a learning opportunity uh, for me, and going forward, of course, into the person that I am today, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's not talk about her. I'm not want to give her no more energy than she what she need. But I had to get, I had to get, had to get deeper in that story. So let's talk about when you decided to 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 start uh, taking your career to the next level, i.e., competition shows like American Idol. <laughs> Just like a show, just, a little, you know? just a little, just a little show that's coming back in March. Uh, why? Why did you even think? Where were you? Where you felt like okay, somebody has to hear me. Let me go try out for this competition.
1: Rashawn, I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking. There you so go that. not thinking again. <laughs> <laughs> I was working, you know. I was I was trying to eat. I had a house, you know. I'm trying to. Get, I had to quote unquote grow up. You know, a lot of people, especially at that time. Singing and music wasn't an option as a career. That was a hobby. That was something that you know I just kind of could do. So I'm working full time job. I'm working at um, ALSAC, which is the fundraising arm for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which is here in Memphis, Tennessee. And everybody knew I could sing. So my boss said, "Hey, American Idol's coming to town. You need to go audition." I said, "What? You gonna let me off work for it?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "What?" Wow. (laughs) So you know, it was other people seeing something in me. I didn't even have the 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 thought or the belief in myself at that moment. Right. So I just went and auditioned. Lord, lo and behold, they liked me. And, you know, and I went on um, to Hollywood and that process. So now I'm all bought in. I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is my way out. This is my ticket. I can be a millionaire. put my mom in the house, you know, all of that stuff. And then I get there and I don't make it right. They mm-hmm. They cut me after Hollywood week. And so on the flight back, God just poured into me. And he said, look at all the people that were out there that are doing what they love to do for a living. You can do that. Mm -hmm. And I had ideas for for songs and for videos and for parties and for shows. He just poured into me. So the whole what five hour flight back, I'm just writing, Mm -hmm. writing, writing, writing. And so when I came back, I got I got to work literally the next day. I was taking meetings. I was planning shows and just got to work. So that's kind of where I call it. The spark was turned on was Idol. Um, And that's. That's when it got real too, though, because ultimately people don't know. I actually did two seasons back to back of American Idol. Um, I end up losing my job. I end up mm-hmm. losing my house, um, and that I was like, hold up, now this is this is kind of, <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't sign up for the the pain part. I signed up for the fame part, right? Um, and then I realized that. But this isn't all of who I am. And I knew I didn't really fit the mode. I feel like there there are characters or I don't want to say characters. There are genre specific that you kinda of come out of Idol as either gospel R and B is what I call it, pop or country. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah. I didn't really feel like I fit completely in either one of those, those categories. So then God said again, like, so then how did you think you were going to win? That's not who you are. You already know who you are. You already know uh, the audience that you're speaking to. So this was just to get your wheels going. Right. Right, right. I had to kind of accept that and start over again. Um, But the other thing that I always knew that I wanted to be able to fall back on was my education mm-hmm. I, knew I had a degree I knew at the end of the day I could always go to work and that's kind of what I tell young people to get that education whatever it is a trade you know a four year degree your master's whatever it is chase that dream but get that education because you'll always be able to balance that so I had a little bit of confidence knowing I wasn't completely out on my butt, you know yeah I had to regroup and know that music is is my career is what I want to do but it's going to look a little different than winning American Idol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then after that you 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 trying to to figure out what is next for you. What happened after that?
1: A lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing kind of a little regional tour. I recorded uh an EP. I recorded videos. I did uh I went to a casting call for a steamboat, so then I was on a boat. <laughs> I was on a boat, you know, performing um for a year and then I did The Voice. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, boom, here we are back in in LA again. And the beauty about The Voice is they treated you in my opinion as an artist, as a yeah. complete yeah. They were like, okay, who are you? So now it's like, oh, great. I don't have to fit in one of these three categories. I can really be who I am. And they loved it. And they paid us and mm-hmm. they put us up. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, OK. Now, once again, I see that you can have this career and you can be successful. And it confirmed to me that I, I am on the right path. It's yeah. just look different you know yeah. so yeah I, I did albums I did videos um I, I toured again did the voice didn't get a get chosen to be on a team which Usher I, I'm still heartbroken still mad come on Usher <laughs> you know
0: what I'm
1: saying you're from Tennessee sir okay anyway that was just a little sidebar it's okay. but, uh, <laughs> but it's still affirmed that I was on the right path
0: wow wow so where is that path now Oh <laughs> well, uh I definitely
1: have more music to tell i've I've evolved even more um as a person, um so new music is definitely coming, but also um I'm excited to kind of explore more of giving back, connecting to people, and considering going back to school you know for musical therapy. a lot of people say that's kind of,
0: nice yeah, look look um pray for me, okay, <laughs> amen I will yes, I will. <laughs> I got to get into a school, got to get accepted, got to find the money.
1: But the the point is looking long term, using music to help people Mm -hmm. in a different way. You know, children with learning disabilities, our elderly population that people just want to forget about. We can't do that. Um, And music is so powerful as a tool through therapy and other things. So I'm I'm looking at that long term, uh, but a little bit shorter term, I'm actually going out on another contract and going to be uh, kind of doing an internet national tour, if you will, uh with another company uh with singing. Just yeah. kind of, you know, across the across the pond a little bit, spend some time in Europe is kind of what I want to do. Um, so that's kind of what's on the near horizon here. But then long
0: term looking at that as well. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. How does it feel to know that you have a gift of song? Oh wow.
1: You you know, you keep saying this gift thing and <laughs> it's so beautiful because I Oh, man, I don't. It's an honor just hearing you say it. I literally am am thinking about it. I don't think of it as a gift. I think of it as my job. Mm. Um, I think of it as what I was created to do. It's funny. This is making me think about something else. When I left Idol, it was heartbreaking. Now, let me be clear. You know, the second time was very, very hard for me because like I said I had lost my house lost you know the job and I kind of proclaimed I was never going to do music again yeah Um, I was done you know box me up I'm done I'm going to go be a regular adult and a production assistant reached out to me that was on Idol and they're not supposed to do that at all Mm -hmm. um so I won't say his name but (laughs) he's probably fine now but he reached out to me and he said Kia I saw the post you made and if you had given yourself the gift you could quit but since it was given to you, you have an obligation to give it to us.
0: Ooh.
1: Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah that, that, yeah. The, even you saying it, 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 yeah. it, yeah, that struck a chord with me and it wasn't even a message for me. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but, it, but it is a message for you, yeah. right? So we were all created and, and gifted with certain abilities mm-hmm. and that's our job to do. So I, It's a blessing that he chose to give me music. But whatever your job is, that's what your job is. Yes. Um, So that's that's kind of how I look at it, you know. But I love how you ask that. It's such a beautiful way to say it, that it's a it's a gift of song. It's an
0: honor. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, hey. It's a real question. It is a real question. <laughs> and here's another real question. In spring of 2002, you became a member of Alpha Kappa oh Alpha Sorority gosh. Incorporated. Did Alpha Kappa Alpha choose you or did you choose Alpha Kappa Alpha? Ooh, I like
1: that question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I chose Alpha Kappa Alpha. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Tell me all about it. You told us a little bit about it earlier in the interview. But take me more in depth when you saw, Wow. We are all colors. We are all sizes. We are all shapes. All of that. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, let's just be honest. Our founders, all of the Divine 9 founders were just visionaries. Absolutely. And Absolutely. the whole goal, whatever organization you chose, it's to be a better you. Mm-hmm. It's to be accountable, it's to give back. The principles are the principle. Um, But for me, Alpha Kappa Alpha spoke to me back when I was on the East Coast, when I was in high school. Uh, Women of distinction and just class and poise. And and I knew that I felt like that's who I was and that's who I was going to grow to be. Um, But then when I got to Arkansas State, um, I was already busy. I had been the president of BSA, Black Student Association. Um, I had won Miss Essence, which was an uh, Alpha Phi Alpha pageant. I won that. So I was already kinda busy and I was my own woman, but I loved who they were. I loved what I saw. They had great GPAs. They, you know, they dressed well. They were giving. Um and I I knew I just wanted to be a part of that. So I went through the process and I wasn't accepted the first time. I'll be very transparent. Mm -hmm. I wasn't accepted the first time because my grades weren't what they should have been Um, for for all of those reasons. But they weren't. It was a hard time for me moving a thousand miles away from my parents. So my first semester was just rough. Mm -hmm. Not because I was partying, just because I was emotionally just, you know, I don't know what to do. Um, So I had to come back. And that in and of itself was a lesson. When you want something, you go after it and you keep going after it and you get better. Don't come back the same way you went the first time, but improve, Mm -hmm. which I did, you know. Um, But then those women poured into me in such a way that I fell in love with myself. I don't know. Huh, I don't know that I really was in love with myself before. then. You know what wow. I mean? And to have these women say, I'm going to be hard on you because I see something in you that you don't even see in yourself yet. And we got to get you there. Mm-hmm. We got to get you there. Um, and they did. And then my line sisters and, you know, just I didn't have sisters. I had brothers growing up. So I never had sisters. And I'm like, hold up. It's all this hair. And y'all <laughs> talking about this and that. I don't understand, you know. But then to grow and have these sisters now, it was a beautiful experience that I appreciate. So much more today than yeah, then. Yeah,
0: yeah. I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> they poured into me in such a way that I definitely feel like a woman. I felt like a woman when I crossed, and and even so much in my name. You know, I chose a name that had the word chocolate in it mm-hmm. because I fell in love with my complexion, where I had dealt with those issues of feeling too dark for all my life. You know, but now I felt no. I'm not. I'm just what I'm supposed to be.
0: Yes, and that's beautiful. Chocolate ski duction. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love your hair too. I'm looking at you in the video. Your hair is awesome, girl. Thank you. Got yeah. my curl popping. I love it. So, this is so pretty. What is your definition of cool? Ooh, you are Woohoo! Cool. I like that. Cool
1: to me um I don't want to do the alliteration of it. I mean, obviously we know what cool is, but cool is a confidence. Cool is a knowing, you know, I I think about, the coolest people in the room are the people that walk in a room and they don't make really any sound. It's Mm -hmm. just their presence. They're so cool. And really what they are is they're confident. They're aware. They are, they're, they're quietly strong. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of fire and loud and, and kind of just engulfing everything, but cool is smooth and strong and solid. Yes. So that's kind of how I define cool. And you
0: should define yourself as such. Hey, you know, Every once in a while. Every once in a while. How can people connect with you, Kia, and and you know try to 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 see what you're doing when you go across the water and do all the other things that you're doing when you get your your extra degree in music therapy? I'm I'm putting it all in the universe. Speak that. Speak that. I love it. Hey man, how can they connect with you?
1: <laughs> well, I have a website. Um, that is actually my name, KiaJohnson.com, and that's K E I A Johnson.com. Instagram is the real Kia because it gets a little real on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh. Twitter is contact Kia and then Facebook is the official fan page of Kia Johnson. So I am out there, but if you go to the website, you can kind of find all of those links there as well. Okay. So you can just easily click and follow and,
0: and share. That's right. Well, you are an inspiration. You are a light. You are a joy. You are beautiful. I am very glad to call you my cool and continued success to you.
1: Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Kia Johnson, everybody. My name is Kia Johnson and I am a singer and I'm a cool soror of Alpha Kappa Alpha sororities.